I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. 
So yesterday on a previous edition of the Ben Maller Show, I gave you the pick. I told you the Cowboys. Now, I'm not here to pat myself on the back, but I got several emails from people. You're a moron. That's why you're on overnights. Who gives out a pick to take the Cowboys? What are you, a moron? Yes. Yes, I'm a moron. You know who's a bigger moron? The Saints. <laughs> Losers. Say it with me now. Overrated. Overrated. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know who's in first place in the entire National Football League, the top record in the NFL? Who would that be? Hmm. Let me, let me think about that. Oh, that's right. That's right, the Rams. Interesting. Interesting how that works. Well, the Thursday night game, it was on Fox. You better watch. Did you check it out? I assume if you're listening to a sports talk radio show, you have some level of interest. You have some level of passion in the NFL, and so you probably watched it, but maybe you missed some of the game and you have a life, and God forbid, shame on you for having a life and having to do things other than watch football. But the story of the night in sports, all about – the vomiting that took place for the New Orleans Saints. Now, the Dallas Cowboys played a fine defensive game, and they get one of the big upsets. Well, it's the biggest upset this year, and it's the biggest upset in a while in the NFL considering the mythical way that the media had embraced the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees went out and looked like a guy that isn't going to the Super Bowl. Uh, He's got that in him. He's got that in him. I hope he enjoyed being the front runner for the Most Valuable Player Award. He is no longer, say it with me, no longer the front runner for the MVP. But uh, Dak Prescott, I don't even want to give Dak Prescott credit. See, the way we do this, we all went to the same clown college in sportscasting, and you're supposed to praise an offensive guy and say so-and-so led the you know team that wins to the, to the victory. And so we usually just go offense because who the hell likes defense, but – I can't sit here with a straight face and say, it was you know, Dak Prescott led the Dallas Cowboys to, to the victory. No. Uh, you know, if you want to give credit, give credit where it belongs. Eli Apple in the first half sucked, right? Terrible. Uh, there, were, there were points left on the field. The, the Saints offense blew, but the, the Cowboys defense was, was wonderful. It was a flawless performance by the Cowboys' defense, shutting out the Saints in the first half and making some big stops late in the game, and they had no other option. They had no other option. So the Cowboys get the win 13-10 if you're saying, well, what about the playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah. We will, we will address that because if there's anything we love here, it is playing the speculation game. We absolutely love it. Uh, we do. And so the, the speculation game, now the Rams move into the number one slot. They are the only one-loss team. Let me repeat that. The only one-loss team in the NFC. The Saints slide down to the number two spot. Now they're pretty comfy at number two, but not that comfy. Because the Chicago Bears, who to me are not as good as their record would indicate, the Bears are 8-3 and because they have sucked for a while in Chicago, and mainly last year, the Bears have a very, very comfortable uh, schedule. And the Saints, you know, listen, this, this, this team's probably going to lose again. They played Carolina twice, 
certainly plausible that the Saints are going to lose again. It, there's, a, there's a good chance the Saints have to play on wild card weekend. Think about that. The New Orleans Saints, all this uh, this buildup and uh, the, the magical storytelling about the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's the thing. They, they're looking like they have a very good possibility. You know, the Bears have – they still have to play the Rams, which is problematic for Chicago. Uh, and that game is in, in Soldier Field in Chicago. But they, they the Rams – you know, we'll see. I mean, the Rams could always go out and vomit themselves. But at this moment, they're doing the show in the moment. We're not doing the show in the future. We're doing it right now at this moment. I would say it's likely the Saints lose again. Uh, I would pick the Rams to beat the Bears. The Rams will be favored in that game when they play a few weeks down the line. Uh, but, you know, Saints, that's a uh, – man – Suddenly, life comes at you fast, as they say. So, uh, you know, everyone can have a bad day. I know that. They had some bad gumbo before the game. I get that. Uh, and, and so, even though I picked the Saints to not cover the spread, I didn't think they would actually win the game outright. Didn't expect that to happen. I thought, well, getting uh, the Cowboys, who are a little above average, plus a touchdown. I got it at a touchdown and, a, and an extra and a, and a half a point. I'd be like, yeah. But the better story here is in the losing locker room, as it often is. That's where the drama is. That's where the the real, uh, you know, soap opera resides. So let's discuss now the question, and this has to be decided: Is this merely a hiccup, and inevitable, or is this something more than that? Do the Saints actually have a problem? And we'll, we'll kick that around. Now, I would vote for the fact that there's an issue here. I, I believe Saints have an issue, uh, and and we, we'll, we'll get into it here. But my thoughts, you've got myth-busting, the cheat code, and the fiasco. Yeah, it's a fun word, fiasco. It's a good word. It's a solid word. All right, so anyway, now, first of all, the Saints – I cannot stress this enough. Coming in here and doing this job every day, and we chronicle the NFL because that's trying to get ratings. We're not going to sit here and break down the Portland Timbers. Uh, we're not doing that. Sorry, but but anyway, the, the Saints have this is aura that has been built around them of the word is invincibility. That Drew Brees is unshakable. The Saints' offense has been a blowtorch. It's has it? Yes, absolutely. The numbers are, are ridiculous. You know, everyone else, while the Saints have a blowtorch, Drew Brees is standing back in the pocket with a blowtorch, everyone else has a wet box of matches, and that's the competition. Right? That's the story. That's the narrative the mainstream football media has fed us for several weeks about the Saints. So all of that went out the window Thursday night in Arlington. What this game was was myth-busting. Is what it was. It was absolutely uh, myth busting for the Saints because yeah, this, are they human? Yes, they played lousy from the very beginning of that game. The Cowboys had much more energy. They had much more enthusiasm, pep in their step. Dallas beat New Orleans playing one half of offense. Think about that. They didn't play a full game of offense. They played one half. It was thirteen nothing at halftime. The Saints. Were shut out for 30, the first 30 minutes at 59 yards. 59 yards. 
and I believe three first downs in the first half. And the, the Cowboys then proceeded to turtle up. Uh, and you know, in the second half, they played not to lose, right? Should not have worked. It did. Could have a much different conversation here because the Cowboys did everything they could. They had the three stooges out there. Uh, that were trying to give the game away. The Cowboys had a grand total of 90 yards in the second half of offense, and most of those came in the fourth quarter. Uh, most of the night, I think they had like 28 yards in the third quarter. Seven penalties. Randy Gregory wearing a dunce cap somewhere in the Arlington, Texas area with a couple of egregious penalties. Running into the the punter was insane. Insanity. Uh Lael Collins, the offensive lineman, he missed a block, got a penalty. While getting you know, run over, he got a penalty. And, that, and then Dak Prescott, who had two fumbles, all three of them, the three stooges, all took turns screwing up. There's other people, too. Right? You know, can I get a, a shout-out to Amari Cooper, who showed Jerry Jones why he was available? All those, yeah. yeah, all those turnovers. But even with all that wrongdoing... The Cowboys still won. The Saints lost. Now, secondly, this is extra emasculating for New Orleans because this vaunted offense was stopped in its tracks late in the game. So one thing, they struggled early, but then they found themselves. We've got to face the facts here that that the Cowboys are a good – they're not a great defense. They played great. This was a game for the ages, right? This is a game, you know, wake up the echoes and all that. But Dallas coming into this game was seventh overall in total defense. Uh, they, they allowed on the year, they've been averaging, uh, allowing 331 yards per game. The last three weeks, the Cowboys defensively were 20th in the NFL. So who could have seen that coming? They were 20th. They were giving up 368 yards per game. Now, that's not Rams, Chiefs bad, but that's not great. That's not great. And, and these guys collectively had the game of their lives. I mean, there's no question. There's no debate about that. The Saints had 176 yards. They were lethargic 90% of this game, New Orleans was. 25 yards of offense in the fourth quarter. A team with Alvin Kamara and the great Michael Thomas and his family. Shout out Holiday and Drew Brees and all that. And Dallas, what they did here, I can't stress this enough, what the Cowboys have done is they have shown the rest of the NFL the cheat code on how to mess up the biorhythms of the New Orleans Saints. They played ferocious defense, uh, chaos uh, wrecking uh, for the Saints and uh, against the Saints. And 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 how many teams? Oh, here's the problem: like how many teams can mimic this and play with that sustained rage? Probably not that many. The good news, though, if you look around and you say this is the cheat code, beat the Saints, you say, well, okay, most of the other teams aren't going to turtle up on offense, so they don't have to be flawless. They don't have to be flawless on defense because the offense will do a little something in the second half. We always hear the cliche, it's a copycat league, all that crap. So we'll find out. Find out going forward who ends up. Uh, copying that. Now, finally, this game also a reminder that the Saints cannot totally be all in on Drew Brees. I know they have no options, really, realistically, other than that. But the idea that Drew Brees is going to be Mr. Reliable and that he's just going to go out there and every single game he is going to get her done, no problem, no concern in the world, 
is also not real world. Now, he sucked in this game, and you say, well, he was due for that. He'd been playing relatively well. Uh, it, it was the kind of performance that reminds you of some horrifically mediocre to terrible names of NFL past. Guys like Mark Bolger, Stan Humphreys, uh, Jay Cutler, Steve Bartkowski, Aaron Brooks, guys like that. Because I looked it up. That's the stat line that those guys have had. Drew Brees had 127 yards, one touchdown, one interception, a passer rating of 71.6. That's the kind of game that those guys had. The last quarterback to have exactly that stat line uh, was Jeff Blake, the immortal Jeff Blake. He was with the Ravens at the time. Who? Well, Jeff Blake, I remember him from the Bengals. but he Never played, heard of him. That's you know, before your time. Uh, but in 2002... Uh, and that's uh, from Pro Football Reference. But the, the bad news here, now Drew Brees is a 39-year-old quarterback. And you say, well, he's going to have a few stink bumps. He's had the last six weeks. Drew Brees has had two of these. Two of these, right? Remember what happened in week seven? Now, the, the perfect body spray, the fact that the Saints managed to beat Minnesota. That was a Sunday night game. And Drew Brees had 120 yards in that game. Uh, believe I think it was 120 in that game, and in this game he has 127, and and so hey you know good luck I hope he enjoyed being the in the pole position for the MVP because now my guy Mr. Ketchup loving, well done steak eating Patrick Mahomes, Grover, is now the front runner for the most valuable player and uh, another reason that the Saints should be very concerned. Now I, I did the math. Now that's two out of the last six games that Drew Brees has had a, ga- a game that really is forgettable, a fiasco, that's 33.3% of the time you're going to get this Drew Brees in the last 60. Good luck on that. And, uh, again, you can ram it all day, you can ram it all night. You can ram it all day and ram it all night. Right. There you go. Pit of, there's going to be a pit of sharks at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. You laugh all you want. I don't care. All right, let's hear a little bit from the from the locker room. We won't hear much from the locker room. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear how the, uh, the the Saints. I want to hear what they have to say here. Let's hear from Sean Payton. The Saints. Is he on the hot seat now, Sean Payton? After this game, is Sean Payton? Is he in trouble? Is Sean Payton about to? Uh, could he be fired for this game? <laughs> We'll hear from him in a minute. Let's hear from Drew Brees first, though. Uh, and uh, Drew Brees, uh, let's see here, Drew. He's uh, talking about potatoes. What kind of potatoes? Is Mojo potatoes? Is that what he's talking about here? You know, here we are at 10-2. and two. Uh, Obviously, we had we had won 10 in a row, which felt like we had, man, we were rolling, you know. And, uh, Not anymore! So now it's, now it's time to get that mojo back and get back to work <laughs> when we get back and get ready to roll. You gonna go on Amazon buy some Mojo potatoes? Yeah, yeah. You gonna do that? All right. Uh, here's more from from uh, Drew Brees, who talked about the Cowboys and what they were doing defensively. Well, I mean, every holding call that they threw was was on Mike. Yeah, they were they were holding them every chance they got. But um, oh my God, they were not, cheating! I mean, listen, they got they've got some they've got some good DBs on that side of the ball, and and so those those guys played a good game. I believe he just called him a, a, tra- a cheater. So they were holding. Cheating. What's up with that? 
All right. I don't. Do we need? To, I don't know if we need to hear from anybody. Do we need to hear? I don't know. Do we need to hear from anybody else? I don't. What do you think? Should we hear? Do I want to hear what Sean Payton had to say? I don't know. No. Nah, we don't need. Who cares? He's just going to give us nothing anyway. I don't want to hear. Putting my foot down. I do not want to hear. No interest in Sean. Screw you, Sean Payton. You're a loser. I don't want to hear you. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't want to hear. I don't know if I want to hear. Maybe we'll hear it later. Why don't we save it for that? Maybe if I feel like it, we'll play it later. How about that? So this is a Ben Maller show like no other show. Uh, I have been doing radio at Fox Sports Radio for a very long time since I was uh, before I went through puberty. I was working here at Fox Sports Radio. And this is the first time I can ever remember when my entire staff decided to bail on me. All my regulars. It is the orphan edition of the show. The orphan edition. All the all the Bennett's quit. Every one of the Bennett's quit. And we we've got Ralph Rex Sports Radio. He's here on the street in my six four. We've got Vince, who I've never worked with. I've seen him for several years in the hallways. Who? He rarely talks to me, but he's here. He seems like a nice guy. We're around the same age. I think we'll vibe. And then here's how far on the bench they had to go. Management at this company. They, it was like that scene in Major League. They were calling, hey, you want to play for the Indians? Yeah, they, they went and they took the morning show producer, the, the guy that makes Clay Travis sound good. Brother. And they said, we need him because even Roberto quit on the show. Danny G making a rare cameo appearance back. On the radio show. The microphone throttler. There he is. Yeah, our friend Danny G. It's just like, it doesn't change because he's got Laker gear on. Roberto has Laker gear on. Every day I'm fighting the good fight against you guys. Every single day, Danny. You know the big difference, Ben? I don't have a sick child at home. Nah. Yeah. 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 Power through. That's why they, uh, I told Roberto, I tried to explain the raw garlic. I said, listen. You, you took to take the piece of raw garlic. <laughs> you told him to stick the raw garlic into his daughter's mouth. Yes, <laughs> teach him young. Yes, absolutely. That's that's the original medicine back before there was this this whole you know, for Robitussin. Yeah, exactly. Now <laughs> all you needs garlic. You don't need this other stuff. In the old world, that's how they did it. You know, in the old world. All right, anyway, we'll take some phone calls. You, I think you know what we're talking about. I think you do. 877 Oh, I, I'm not supposed to give out the number. I stopped, see? I haven't been giving out the number, Danny. I know you guys are all new. Uh, well, Danny, but I, I got so upset the other day with the with the listeners, I didn't give out the full number. So if you know the number, call. <laughs> if you know the number, call. We'll, we'll do that. And Vince will take your phone call. So you can talk to Vince. Uh, we are on the brink of a blockbuster baseball trade. We'll get to that. And we will revisit Jerry's World. We'll go there as well. We'll get to all that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Taking a bow. That's what the Cowboys are doing right now. We'll get to that. And also, I guess we can call this the magic hour. I'll explain. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. A head-turning. 
mind-boggling outcome in Arlington, Texas. The Saints favored by a touchdown on the road. The juggernaut, the invincible, bulletproof, unbeatable Saints uh, ever since that hiccup in week one. Ten straight wins. They pooped the bed is what they did. A uh, horrifically bad offensive performance. Cowboys get a 13-10 win. They only played half a half a game of offense. That's it. They didn't show up in the second half, the Cowboys, on offense. The defense, though, was perfect. A flawless performance by the Cowboys' defense. They held the Saints to 10 points. Uh, first time that's happened, 10 points or less since 2015. The Saints didn't score, as I mentioned, in the first half. That hadn't happened since 2014. Held under 200 yards of total offense. That hadn't happened since 2013. And 180 yards of offense underneath that. First time since 2002. 2002. My voice hadn't even changed yet in 20. I was here at Fox Sports Radio. My voice hadn't changed. Uh, It had not. Uh, back in the day. But anyway, so all those things, and the, the Cowboys, as they are known, I'm going to get more into this later, but the Cowboys going on and on and on uh, about how great they are. If, who does it better than Jerry Jones? Nobody. Jerry Jones saying to the assembled masses of the media in Jerry's world that the Cowboys are, quote, different cats after they beat the Saints. So I think they're not cats. Does he realize he's not owning the Lions or... The Panthers, those are, those are the cats. That's number one. But uh, Jones was very braggadocious, and as you should be, right? You win a game like that, you get to, to brag, and, and that's how it works. But Jerry was going over the top, and he went through and just was very celebratory, as you would expect. He says, you win something like this against a team that well coached, those kind of players, a caliber of team like that, Jones said, and you know you've done it. The mirror knows you've done it. You change. This is a game changer. <laughs> These guys, they're different cats. Yeah. Well, as long as Jerry doesn't want to circumcise uh, mosquitoes, I think we're good. Right? I think we're good on that. Yes, all right. Uh, so th- those are Jerry's comments. Now, the question, and we'll get more into this later, but does this really change anything for the Dallas Cowboys? Now, I'll expand on this more later, but my my position is no. The reason it doesn't change anything, we have seen teams score big wins for their franchises and then pull a Harry Houdini, a vanishing act, abracadabra, hocus-pocus, presto. See you later. I'll give you two examples. Jacksonville, uh, after their AFC championship game last year, they, they had the lead at halftime, they blew it. The Patriots and Jags played back in week two, September 16th. Jacksonville won that game and then gave a lecture to the media for not covering them. Since that game, back on September 16th, Jacksonville has won one game. One game. That's it. They've got seven losses in a row. They've lost eight of nine. But for at the moment, that was a big deal. As a franchise-turning win, Jacksonville's turned the corner. They could host the AFC Championship game. Now they could host the number two pick or the number three pick in the NFL draft. And then the other example of a fraudulent big win, can I get the Flameheads from Nashville? The Tennessee Titans, who had back-to-back wins on a Monday night against the Cowboys and then beat the Patriots. And, oh, my God, they did they take the Patriots to the woodshed. And after that game, 
The media was just uh, tickling Marcus Mariota and saying how great the Titans were. This is a playoff team. And since that game, lost to the Colts, lost to the Texans. They're not going to the playoffs. So it, it really, what I'm, what I'm getting at here for the Cowboys, I think it's kind of obvious, you know where I'm going with this, is it matters what happens now. Because right? the Cowboys, uh, they've won four in a row, and that's all great, right? Wonderful. Uh, and you know, a couple of close wins that have gone their way. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys at home lose to the Philadelphia Eagles next week. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to the Colts the week after. So for Jerry Jones, I understand it. I get it. I'm not, this is not my first uh, trip to the carnival. I've been to the carnival before. I know where all the good food is at the carnival. So I understand what Jerry Jones is doing, right? Different cats. He's in the marketing business. I understand that. But my position is one of, okay, let's, if you follow us up with a couple more wins, then I'm like, okay, now now we've got something, but we'll get more into it later. Now, meanwhile, the other story I wanted to get to, and I'm so glad as an orphan, uh, my, my, my team has left me. Uh, it's uh, conspiring against me. But this uh, the story involving LeBron. Yeah. Well, it's a Magic Johnson story. I saw Magic's quote, and that caught my attention. Now, we didn't touch this the other day, but the story that was reported in a published report said LeBron James is ignoring Luke Walton's coaching and the plays that are called. A report quoted an unnamed NBA scout that claimed um, scouting Laker games, LeBron is going rogue. He's essentially doing whatever he wants. Now, Magic Johnson was asked about this. Now, do you think that Magic, A, confirmed it, B, denied it, or C, no comment? Of course, Magic chose number B, uh, or number B, letter B. Uh, Magic publicly disputed the legitimacy of the story, calling it essentially, we've heard this before, fake news. It's trash. The failed late-night talk show host, Magic Johnson, said the Lakers system moves the ball around with pick-and-roll plays. So LeBron doesn't have his hands on the ball all the time. Anyway, I want to talk about this. Now, we have an old-fashioned, I love this in talk radio, a he-said-he-said situation, which is second only to a he-said-she-said situation. We have a he-said-he-said situation. Toss-up question. You're going to take Magic Johnson denying this story or the anonymous NBA scout who's right on LeBron James? I'm going with the scout. I am going with the scout. That is what I'm going to do. Now, my viewpoint, you've got the bunker mentality, the sock puppet, and evergreen. And we will bind all this together. Now, first of all, Magic Johnson is, the word is compromised on this. He's got a vested interest in downplaying this story. These kind of things happen a lot, and... You know, you look at it 100% of the time, an executive's going to downplay it. Uh, 99% of the time, these types of stories are later proven correct. Somebody writes a book. Somebody tells uh, stories out of school. Uh, Magic is going with that bunker mentality. It's all Lakers have to bunker down and uh, for two reasons. A, uh, LeBron James doing whatever he wants with the Lakers makes Magic Johnson and Luke Walton look like a clown show the uh, Lakers organization, and and B, LeBron James is touchy about this. He likes to control everything. He wants final say on all moves, but does not want the people to know about it or at least wants to deny it, doesn't want to be called out for it. It gives him plausible deniability. Now, what's my proof? Based on both 
anecdotal and direct evidence. The anecdotal evidence is this anonymous NBA scout. The direct evidence would be my eyeballs. That would be my eyeballs. That That's the direct evidence. And secondly, Luke Walton, I think we can all agree on this, is on borrowed time. Eventually, this disheveled Laker team that just that won beat Indiana because Indiana was one of those, those hickory high school uniforms. Uh, they should lose every game with those Hickory High School uniforms that they, they wear occasionally. But anyway, uh, so the, the Lakers had lost back-to-back. They got blown off the court by the Nuggets. They lost to the Orlando Magic, got swept by the Magic. So eventually what happens, if you look at LeBron James' playbook, on page 134 of LeBron James' playbook, blame the coach. Luke Walton, at some point here, is going to get a seat at the table with Mike Brown, David Blatt, Brendan Malone, and Paul Silas. All those guys who can have a nice dinner and tell old stories. They were all neutered by King James at one point or another. The only Ty Lue and Eric Spolstra survived. The only reason Spolstra survived is because LeBron left. Uh, Ty Lue survived and then quickly got jettisoned uh, this season because he's like, I don't want to coach. I mean, what are you gonna, come on, please. I'm LeBron's guy. So LeBron got, you know, LeBron went to L.A. and Lou got whacked. And Luke Walton's like a sock puppet. LeBron has the leeway to do whatever he wants, completely unrestricted. The Lakers were so desperate, so desperate, so helpless, they sold their soul and the form. Whatever LeBron wants. LeBron wants to change the colors and have an alternative uniform. Uh, Forget purple and gold, but go with he likes the Raiders, so silver and black. Or he likes the Cowboys, blue and silver, whatever. And Jeannie Buss would sign off on us. That's a good idea. Cross-marketing. Final word. Now, being a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, I would like to predict some other stories to come out of Lakerland. Now, these are what I call evergreen stories. Now, if you're not in broadcasting, I think most people know this, but maybe not. Evergreen is a timeless show. Uh, people that do podcasts usually try to do a timeless show because if you date it, if, it's, if it has an expiration date, you know, if you, if you go back and hear this show, it's, you're going to know, well, it's, you know, stuff's happened since here. It's one of the, the, the blessings and the curses of what we do is it is a disposable form of entertainment. It doesn't have a long shelf life. Most of the things we talk about because it's ever-changing. It's fun. It's cool. I like it because every day is a new, a new battle to fight. But there's not a lot of stuff that has a long lifespan because it's always changing. And so evergreen, that's what I'm talking about. So these are some stories that are evergreen that usually happen around LeBron James. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, LeBron James, here's you see this on the internet. LeBron James growing frustrated with his young teammates. You think you'll see that at some point? Unnamed source says? I think so. Source, how about this one? Sources say LeBron has... Talk to Kevin Durant about joining him in L.A. You think you'll see that? I think so. I didn't go to college, sorry. Uh, Laker executives annoyed LeBron spending too much time on side projects. Think you might see that one? I'm all right. I'm a football player. Yeah. How about this one? King James is fed up. He's had enough of Luke Walton. Think we'll see that? Think so? Now, this is something LeBron's done many times. He didn't do it last year. At least he didn't take time off, but this is a standard LeBron move. This is on page 216 of his playbook. You'll see this headline from one of his one of his friends in the media that report, like Winhurst, who follows him around and chronicles his 
everything he does. Uh, LeBron is physically and mentally exhausted from having to carry these young Laker players. You guys want me to turn my brain off because I'm a, I have a huge basketball IQ? Not at all. Yeah, we'll see all of those. All of those. It is the Ben Maller Show. This is the Orphan Edition. Uh, I am here for you. Cannot say the same thing for the rest of the staff. They don't like you. They don't care about you. They hate you. Uh, Eddie Garcia took a night off from work. He is not doing anything. He has an early flight. You know what that is? Bad scheduling. Uh, Koopa Loop went to a musical. He's not here. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is code. That is code. And then Roberto uh, said he didn't get enough sleep, so he wanted to take a nap. The greatness of the Raiders. Yeah. So in their place, we have, well, for Coop, it's Vince. How about that? Our Vince, friend. shut the f*** up! Yeah, and then with Eddie away, they have given us Ralph Breaks Sports Radio. Cruising <laughs> down the street in my 6'4". And a rare cameo appearance. Let me tell you, he was so excited to be here. He was so happy when the management called him up and said, uh, I would like to screw your schedule up and have you come in and work on the Maller Show again. Uh, and he said, yes, can I have a double dose? Danny G Radio is and back. And at the top of your lungs, scream, where are the white women at? Now, there he is, our old friend Danny G, all hanging out. It's good to see you, Danny. It's great to yeah, normally I'm listening to you at this exact time. This is when my alarm usually goes off. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 <sighs> Alarms. <laughs> Alarms. I'm uh, I'm looking at my clock. I'm thinking, well, my sleep number bed's still a few hours yeah. away. You know, I, mean, I gotta get. To, I gotta get. I'm almost at the finish line, but I'm not quite at the finish line. You gotta you know finish the race strong. I hit it? snooze. Yeah. Snooze, and then your voice comes back on, and you're still going and uh, yeah, at the end of your monologue. Yeah. 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 To like. Well, 28 after. As you know, I am by the clock, for the clock, plausibly all about the clock. Uh, Wrong. Oh, uh, Wrong! Big uh, morning producer now. How dare you? I I know I've gotten out of the gym occasionally, and I get in the car, and the radio is on Fox Sports Radio, and I've I've heard uh, the uh, the morning show occasionally uh, come back at uh, you know, 28 past or something, 29 <laughs> past. I've heard that. I've heard that, too. I've noted that. I've said I'm not the only one uh, at all. It's morning drive consistency. Consistency. Between the two shows, yep. Yeah, exactly. I, le- I learned how to do that on this show, and then I carried it over to Outkick the Coverage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember at one point years ago, they gave us a hard out all the breaks, and it was everyone was just running into brick walls uh, the entire time. It was just marvelous. <laughs> this is great. And we have uh, Vince is here now. I don't know much about Vince. He's from Washington. You've been here a while, Vince. I've seen you for a while in the hallways. How long have you been at the company? I started out as an intern about three years ago. So oh, three I've been here, here as an employee of almost two years. Okay. That's cool. And were you in radio somewhere else or you did you have like a regular job before this or what? what no, I, I had a myriad of jobs. I you worked did. for a law office. I worked Ooh. for sales. I worked in as a waiter, I did just about everything, but I yeah. kind of fell in love with it when I moved into Los Angeles, went to school for it, and yeah. now I'm here. Look at this. I'm very excited to learn from uh, the greatest. Time. Oh, well, you're buttering, buttering oh. my biscuits. Ralph hey. has been sharing his notes with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, yes. Uh, all right, well, that's cool. There you go. It's good to good to see you. So glad you're here. And uh, you're working with Jonas on the weekend. So we'll, we'll reopen the phone list. Now, I'm not giving out the number. 
because that's how I roll. Uh, but if you know the number, we'd love to talk to you. And we got lame jokes. I have really yeah. good lame jokes. Really good lame jokes. Oh, boy. Usually when you say they're good, they're bad. No, no, and no, when no. you rant and complain and say they're bad, they're good. So No, no. These are good. I, I laughed at these. That means bad. I laughed at these. I did. I laughed at these. So, uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll take your phone calls. The lines are reopened. Some of these people have been on hold the entire time. I guess they didn't want to hang up. Uh, hey, we're paying the bill. Who cares? Stay on hold. Doesn't matter. The company's paying. Not my money. I love this Dwight Howard story. I, I don't know how to talk about it, though. Like, I don't know what to say other than it's just the most amazing thing that it could possibly be, the Dwight Howard story. If you don't know, there was an internet story which a person claiming to be a former love interest of Dwight Howard who lives a bit of an alternative lifestyle, shall we say, uh, <laughs> went into great detail about Dwight's preferences in the bedroom, which uh, some would find, uh, certainly in the Bible Belt, taboo. Two guys is enough for me. So that story happened over the week, and the mainstream media didn't really report it because it was so wild. They just stayed away from it. Uh, and now the story comes out a few days later that Dwight Howard might need surgery for a luteal injury, which I believe is the buttocks. He's, he has a buttocks injury, uh, which is just wonderful. Say what? He injured his buttocks. Hey, toadstool. <laughs> is that not? You know, sometimes in life, timing is just perfect. It is just marvelous. And that would be one of those times. That would absolutely be one of those times. All right, we'll take your calls and we'll, we'll press on. He had that tight butt. <laughs> I don't know what, you, know what you're talking about. Uh, another win for the SEC, but not that SEC. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. We got jokes. Jokes, 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 jokes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. Big man's lame jokes of the week. These are actual jokes by actual listeners like yourself. These are jokes submitted via email mostly. Also our social media pages. Many of the jokes sent to Ben Maller Show at Gmail. Ben Maller Show at Gmail. You can put in the headline. Make sure to put jokes. We compile these jokes on Thursday afternoon, depending on time zone, uh, early evening sometimes. I say the cutoff is roughly 6 o'clock Eastern. Roughly 6 o'clock Eastern. That's the cutoff. And then we put the jokes together. And so here we go. I'll read the jokes and uh, we'll bounce them off. Ralph. And then I'll give you the punchline. Then if it's funny, you'll hear this from Danny G. <laughs> if it's not funny, you'll hear this. You'll hear this. I have a satin nightgown on. Oh, I missed that. That was my. I had to go with a classic. That was my mistress. That was my mistress, <laughs> Jeannie and Medford. Rest in peace, Jeannie. And Vince, if you have any jokes, feel free to chime in. And I'm going to do this in especially as as, offensive yeah. jokes, Vince. Yeah. You have big shoes to fill. Yeah. A big bong to fill. Yeah. And uh, if you will, Weed Man's. Then I have a rule: if Weed Man begs for money, we immediately hang up on him. Okay. Can I I and you're cutting, go ahead, make me laugh. You're cutting all my airtime, huh? Weed man, back away from your phone. Yeah. 
eating the damn thing. You, you want me to talk with Braun then? You want me to talk No, we're doing the jokes. We're doing the jokes here. You don't want to do the jokes? Right, I'll put you on. I'll, right, I know, don't I'll, let I'll, me talk. Make me laugh. All right. Put you, you don't want to do the jokes. I feel like you don't want to do it. You're not into it. I'm going to put you oh, on. Oh, make me laugh. I, you sound like you're not in a comedic mood. He sounds grouchy. Yeah, you sound angry. Yeah, well, how it's, I guess it's funny that I got... All right, thank you. Uh, all right, here we go. Big bunch of lame jokes. What does hollering James in Minnesota call a pig in hiding? What does hollering James in Minnesota call a pig in hiding? Incognito. <laughs> uh, that was from Steve. Thank you, Steve. Uh, why is Roberto the original owner of my dog, uh, my, my own personal dog? Why is Roberto the owner of your original dog? Because her real name is Taco Bell. Actually, that's her real first name. <laughs> Taco Bella. Racist. Taco Bella, I think, is the actual. All right. Yeah, that's what, yeah, listen, that's what we get. Uh, who else do we have? Let's see here. This is some Jay Scoop. What do you get when you cross Justin Cooper with Louis C.K.? Crossing Justin Cooper with Louis C.K. A weed whacker. <laughs> so, uh, Jay, Jay Scoop, thank you for that, Jay Scoop. Uh, NASA is planning another trip to Mars. Big news here. Another trip to Mars. Yeah, they are returning to Weed Man Hippie's birthplace. They're going to put him back in his birthplace. That's what it's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Actual jokes by actual listeners like yourself. Uh, let's see. Right, let me see. I'm going to go back to Weed Man. If he begs, I'm hanging up. And, are you there, Weed Man? That was funny. I know I'm not from this world. All right. What's the difference between a mangy dog and Weed Man Hippie? Great. You can clean the dog. That's the... <laughs> That's from Mopar. That's uh, Thank you, Mopar. I appreciate that. Uh, good job by you. Chris in Houston's podcast is really taking off. Yeah. Yeah, in related news, torture continues to rise. I have a satin nightgown on. It's from Bill in Iowa sent that one in. Uh, see Doc Mike was talking about the opening uh, day of deer season. Now, when I, when I asked him how many kills he had all time, he said over 100. About that. Now, it turns out those kills were just in the hospital in Ecuador. That's it. Just <laughs> uh, Hill, Hillbilly Mike sent that one in. Appreciate that, Hillbilly Mike. Did you hear Blair in Maine might get let go from his volunteer job? Yeah, it, it would be a terrible shame because he's so handy to have around. <laughs> See, Danny didn't get it because he doesn't know the latest on Blair, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, fill Blair, me in. Blair's mom got him porn. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so. Oh, wait, do over. Do that joke again. All right. Did you hear Blair in Maine might get let go from his volunteer job? Yeah, it would be a terrible shame because he is so handy to have around. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, just Josh sent this one in. Did you hear Urban Meyer is being audited by the IRS? No? Yeah, he forgot to mention he owned the state of Michigan. He forgot to put that in there. Here's another joke. Yeah, about- screw you, Josh. <laughs> wow, that's personal. Here's uh, Blair and Maine, another joke. Blair and Maine said stargazing isn't very fun. You know what? Yeah, he was doing it all afternoon. Now he's blind. Yeah. (laughs) uh, That was from Mike. Uh, Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. 
what did Ben Maller say? Oh, boy, I'm doing jokes in the third person. What did I say to the man who uh, threw some milk, cream, and butter at me? What did you say to that man? I said, how dare he? I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> All right, let's let's pause for the cause. We have many more uh, horrifically great jokes. Uh, so hold on, everyone, stand in their place. We get to the rest of Big Ben's lame jokes. We have some really good ones. I'm building up to the crescendo. I'm building up to the crescendo. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, and we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Danny, put Ben Maller on your Tinder page. Now let's get back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and Ben Maller. You want to say that to my wife, Ralph? What? Put me on Tinder? I said, Danny, put the Ben Maller show on your Tinder page. Yeah, he wants me to just promote the show oh, on yeah. my Tinder oh, okay. profile. All right. All right. Yeah. What? I, I miss, misunderstood. He I, I, thinks I, I'll get lots of chicks if oh, I say yeah. I listen to the well, Ben Maller well, show. There you go. Ladies love the show. Yeah. Tons of they, grenades would, beautiful would women, definitely send messages. Beautiful women love the show. They just don't like to admit it to anybody. It's their secret. They don't want to tell anybody. It's a little secret that women have. All right, we'll get to, we have a uh, like a mini Dwight Howard roast, but here's a big man's lame joke, so we get back to it here. Let me see if Weedman's there. Try to cheer him up. Weedman, are you there, Weedman? I love you, man. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, where did I leave off? Uh, what is the difference between the Maller Militia and a fruitcake? What is the difference between a Maller Militia and the fruitcake? The Maller Militia has more fruits and nuts. There you go, right? That's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Here's the Dwight Howard mini uh, radio, the, uh, the, the, the mini radio roast, all right? The mini radio roast of Dwight Howard. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Where do we go? All right. Well, what do you call an Eskimo who's a fan of Dwight Howard? What do you call an Eskimo who's a fan of Dwight Howard? Bipolar. That's what you. That's Gordon in, to, in Tacoma. Uh, what what kind of team usually dominates Dwight Howard? What kind of team usually dominates Uh-oh. Dwight Howard? He struggles against the bottom feeders. I don't know why that is. Uh, that's what, that's uh, Kurt Kurt from Earth sent that. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, yeah, we're having fun. We love Dwight Howard. What does Dwight Howard want for Christmas? What does Dwight Howard want for Christmas? <laughs> a pair of comfortable cross trainers to help in his transition game. That's from uh, Gordon Gordon in Tacoma. <laughs> All right. uh, uh, one more Dwight Howard joke. Dwight Howard is defending himself after being uh, outed and he uh, found found with his, of course, his favorite uh, breakfast in bed there. He was found with his favorite breakfast in bed. His favorite breakfast in bed? Yeah, he enjoys the uh, sausage patty. He likes that. He enjoys that. That's, uh, yeah, that, uh, all right. That's uh, just... I have a satin nightgown. Oh, sausage on. patty. I don't know what you're talking about. That's from just Josh. Thank you, Josh. Uh, moving on from the Dwight Howard Radio Roast, Adrian Peterson said he won't be decorating a Christmas tree this year. He will not be decorating yeah. a Christmas tree? Yeah, his kids have been so bad, there aren't any branches left to hang the whole that's what george in rochester minnesota i'm gonna leave some of these out that were like about roberto or koopa loop because they're not here so what fun is that did you hear that ralph was always jealous of herschel walker did you hear about that i was always jealous of herschel walker yeah herschel has always had those personalities and ralph can't even get one that's from bill in iowa Bring something to the party. Shut up. Uh, What candies are named after Weed Man Hippie? 
What candies are named after Weed Man Hippie? <laughs> Dum Dums and Airheads. There he goes from Anthony in Anaheim. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, two more jokes. What do you get when Tammy in Montana takes the stage in a wet T-shirt contest? What do you get? A hollering James is what you get. Where the white women at? That was from uh, Just Josh. That was from Just Josh. All right, here's the close. All right, here we go. (laughs) What work is perfect for Weed Man? What work is perfect for Weed Man? Working the system. There it is. Big Ben's lame jokes. You said you get of the week. That's from Ed. I told you not to beg. You're begging. That's from Anthony and Anaheim. Uh, thank you all. Tremendous job. Great. See, Danny, I wasn't wrong about that. That was good, right? Yeah, shaking your head. That was pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Hey. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.